All right, everyone, we are back for our part two of our meaty tips to building your resilience at work. This is so exciting. I cannot wait to get into it. Taylor, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I love this subject. Woo. Just makes yeah, me excited. Absolutely. Well, and make sure you guys stay on to listen to our broke to boss tip at the end of the episode. Yes, it will give you the chills. Let's get into it. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long underrated industry that's full of quote unquote experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. All right. So um, number five, mind your mindset. So our beliefs, attitudes, and mindsets influence our resilience, specifically to the extent in which we believe we have control over the outcome of our lives. People who believe they control their own outcomes are better able to cope with them rather than feeling victimized. Chills. That one did give me the chills. The victimized part is kind of what like. Yeah. I always tell my kids, and I I know I've shared this with you before. I always tell my kids, you're free to make the choice, but you're not free from the consequences of your choice. Mm, And you're not a victim of your choices. So that's one of the things where I'm like, okay, you know, you're going to go stick your hand in that ant pile. That was a choice, not a good one. But you're not Mm -hmm. a victim of it, even though I'm like, okay, let's clean up the ant bites, you know, but there's certain that's obviously from a kid level, but I do apply that to everything. I think it applies to adults, just literally anybody. You're free to make the choice, but you're not a victim of your choices. So, you know, definitely your beliefs, attitudes, mindsets, it influences your resiliency. And and I think, again, most of resilience to me is just your mindset. Hundred percent. I mean, you just can never escape that. It's just so powerful. It's crazy what you can and cannot do if you believe you can do it. Um, which I, 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 yeah, which I, I told you about the whole my whole marathon thing. I, I know I've yeah. told you that story. <laughs> it's like yeah, tell no. tell everybody about that story. Yeah, okay, so like, um, I don't run. I only run when being chased, which is never. <laughs> um, I again, I'm I'm active, but I just hate running. And so I had this employee that was on like the co- you know the cross country team in high school, and and uh, I was trying to tell him because I was listening to a lot of like books and stuff, and um, you know like Tony Robbins s stuff. And I was like, you know what? It's mind over matter, like always. It's always yeah. mind over matter. I said, I bet you I could do a marathon because he's like because he had never done a marathon. He only did a half marathon. And in my opinion, that's a pussy way out. You need to do a full marathon. Come on. You're on the cross country team. Is <laughs> what you do. So, like, we had this bet essentially. He was like, "There's no way you can do a marathon." I go, "I bet you I can, and I will not train." So, I did not train. <laughs> I went to that marathon at what four in the morning. <laughs> so, LA Marathon is pretty cool, actually. Really, really cool. Uh, the streets you get to see. But um, yeah, and I finished it. And my my thought was, I'm going to do um, run 30 seconds, walk 30 seconds, and I did that for six hours. <laughs> Oh shit! Um, and it was hard. Now I did the the only uh, preparation I did do was, of course, Google when do people fall down. You know, like when do people like stop? How do you like how do you mentally prepare for the marathon? Not physically. How do you mentally prepare? And right. sure enough, it's, it says it about mile seventeen to twenty. Actually, is when people fall. Is when you'll see lots of people quit because um, and and sure enough, at about I actually think mile nineteen or so. 
I started breaking down. I was crying, sobbing like a goddamn baby. There's porta potties on the side. It had a mirror in it. And I'm literally shouting at myself in the porta potty. Get your mindset, Brianna. Get your mindset. You're not giving up. You know, like get your shit together. Like I'm literally yelling at myself in the mirror. And then uh, I feel like I've told the story, but um, I, I get out and there's these like otter pops, you know, like little beautiful popsicles. And I was like, there's the good Lord giving me a popsicle. I will That's continue. a sign. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Like a child. I can push through now. There's popsicles. There's a popsicle. <laughs> there's, it's like, you just needed to see like the, a silver lining. You come out of a porta potty, which is, I don't know how it gets any worse than that. 17 miles. You're, and then you're in a porta potty. That sounds like hell. Um, but then you come out of the porta potty and there's popsicles and it's like all is right in the world again for you. But that's what, that's what's funny. It's like, that's the mindset though, right? It's like, I had to get my mind into that and then see that. And that was my silver lining. But yeah, you're right. Like that's that the mindset can take you so far and it can drop you off at the side of the road with, you know, with nothing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a big one. It's like, it can change your life for the positive and it can absolutely mm -hmm. change your life for the negative. And it's, it is so hard to do. I think I think that there are certain people that kind of have resilience in them. It's like, I think a, a, who, how you're raised has a lot to do with it, right? Um, but then I also think as you get older and older, I think the biggest one is believing you have control of your out, the outcome of your life, regardless of what life throws at you. You know, mm -hmm. believing that you can control. The, it's like, okay, well, this is just leading me to this. Even if it's something really negative, it's like, this, okay, well, that is just leading me to something better. What's meant for me is meant for me. And so just having that mentality is kind of what I, what keeps me going forward is like, okay, that served a purpose in my life. And now it's on to this. Yeah. So, so do you visualize yourself winning? Like, like the wins and in, in your career and stuff, do you visualize it and see yourself doing it? Uh -huh, How do you I do, do that? Okay. I just, I have goals for myself that are just goals that it's something it's really bizarre because they're some are personal, some are professional, but it's personal to me to keep it personal. Like I don't even share those ah. with my hut. Yeah. I don't share those with anybody. I want to know what, like I have my goals that are personal, professional. Sometimes they're intertwined. Um, just like what kind of mom I want to be, what kind of employer or leader, you know, it's just my own personal goals as well as milestones and things I want to achieve and by when. Um, and so I try to stay focused on that. You know, whenever I'm having a moment where I'm like, okay, what, what the hell was this for? You know, I'm like, God, you know, tell me what this, give me the sign that this was for something or this was, this is supposed to happen. And it never fails that you see the signs or is it your mindset that changes that you are interpreting things as signs? I'm not really sure which one. That's it. Okay. I believe that one's it. So, you know, I believe in luck. Um, and one of these days, so we do learning rainbows, everyone um, at our company here, uh, Thriver C Talent Perch. And um, I did a, a learning rainbow before at Techies about luck. And it's about the perception, you know, and it, like, mm. does it exist? It's just if you're paying attention, does it exist? So what is your level of luck with regards to the lottery being over a billion? <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, I'm surprised I'm even at work and not just going to every liquor store I can find <laughs> to get quick picks. <laughs> well, you know, they have an app for it called no, Jack, uh, Jack Pocket. Wait. In California though? It's everywhere, boo. It's an app called Jack Pocket and you can buy lottery tickets. And I literally I buy lottery tickets all the time. did not know that okay so yeah i'm like literally writing this down right she now. is writing it's it down screenshot of it. but i just sit here and you just pay like a four dollar processing fee but and you can it, link it directly to your bank account you just go on go there broke. you can even 
It's you over. can even get in pools, like with other random people. What? Yeah, it's crazy. It's oh a good one. God. So Jack Pocket changed. Feel Life free to sponsor changed. Talent Takeover Unfiltered <laughs> Jack Pocket for the for the plug. But um, let's move on to number six. So okay. this one's huge. Get connected. So a person's mm. social network provides a buffer against the stresses of resilience. Um, social support obviously helps people manage stress. So whatever that looks like, get connected. Um, I think that was super, super important now that most people work from home. I know myself, I can get like hermity and very mm. just hermit-like from being at home where I'm like, oh God, you need to get out of the house. Like you're a nightmare, you know, by the end of the week, I need to go and get out because I'm just like, I've seen these same four walls for too long. Um, I need social time. So even though we talk all day long at work to various people, I need to get out, see different things, get social, talk to people about non-work related things. I think that one's huge. I think having a network and people that you can talk to helps you build that resilience and overcome obstacles. Okay, good. When I was first reading this one, I was like, I'm going to fight this one because when it says social network, I naturally think of like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Oh, I'm like, yeah. No, this is the opposite. No. It's okay. So I'm glad true. That you framed that. Thank you. Yeah. No, no, no. It, I could see where you totally think that like social because I'm with you. I actually, um, I know I shared this with you, but before I recently had some health issues, I just was like done with social media. I realized it was just putting me in a really negative headspace um, and was just making me constantly compare everything in my life, everything to mm. everything. And I was like, okay, this, and that was me, that was me doing what I needed to do to remain resilient and like, okay, I'm shutting that down. And there were months straight that I just didn't log on to any kind of social media with the exception of LinkedIn, but like no, Facebook, no Instagram, none of that, because it was creating this toxic mindset in me that mm -hmm. wasn't, it wasn't real. None of that shit is real, you know? None and so it. it's, mm -hmm. it took me taking a step back and being like, wait, I'm comparing myself to shit that isn't even real. You know, this is like, like, why don't I have this house or that car or whatever? And it's like, it just was making me feel really down on myself. So I was like, no, I'm going to unplug. So I actually agree with you. I think, um, social media specifically can actually take a huge toll on your mental health in a negative uh, way. hundred percent. Not to mention, it's just, I mean, talk about lack of productivity. Like there's nothing good that's happening there. Again, unless when you think about it from like our perspective, recruiters, LinkedIn, I mean, that's like our honey hole, right? Yeah. Um, but even yeah. that can be too much. So I don't know about you, but I actually have not only LinkedIn scheduled into my calendar, but I also have our Slack, which is like, you know, we're remote first, right? So like, that's very like culture focused. Um, so I even have like the, our vibes channel, you know, kind of in my calendar on when like, I'm going to go in and like respond. Because that stuff is important, but it definitely can mess with you. And even though it's a positive sometimes, most of the time, it can still mess with your resilience, I think. Absolutely. I would completely agree. Um, okay, so move on to number seven. Practice self-awareness in all things. <laughs> I think this is a good one. Um, <laughs> paying attention to the stories and self-talk we do in our heads can help us recognize when our resilience is stressed or we need to do some maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've told you, have I told you about Wicked Chatter? No. Okay. Wicked Chatter is something that I, I, I call in our mind where you're kind mm -hmm. of having a fight with someone in your mind um, or you're even forecasting, but it's like you're having this fight that has not only not exist, it has not happened. The person has not said that. You don't know how it's going to go. You're going down this awful rabbit hole and it's Wicked Chatter and turning that off is so important. Wait, so you do that? You, yeah. you, 
that's interesting to me because I never you're just so laid back and go with the flow. And I'm the type that's like, I I do this all the time. My family gives me shit about it. I will think of the a scenario that hasn't even happened yet. Mm -hmm. And my mind will go, I'm like, oh God, doomsday, negative Nancy. Like I'll think of the worst case. I'll play it out. But I have always perceived it as like it's a way for me. It's like a survival mechanism for me to like plan for the worst, but hope for the best. But I'll literally play out a whole scenario. I'll stress about it all, whatever. And then I'm mm -hmm. like, okay. And then I've moved on from it. So if it actually happens, it doesn't affect me the same way because I've already lived through it. But then it's also really damaging too, because what if it's it never awful. even happens? No, it's so awful for you. And then, I mean, think about like when you have a bad dream about someone and you wake up in the morning mad at them. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Yeah. That didn't even happen. Like, come on, crazy pants. But no. So because I've I've identified it and I've named it in my mind, I'll literally be like, Brianna, stop the wicked chatter. Like, I want to talk to myself and be like, stop. Oh, 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 nope. Done. <laughs> I think of like, I you know, it, it, wicked yeah. chatter. I love that. You know, I love stop. a good name, but I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And so like all, and I, I think once you start identifying things and you talk about it openly, like I even do this with my mom, like she'll, again, it's like the forecasting thing, what you just kind of talked about. Um, and I'll be like, mom, did that happen or did that not happen? She's like, it hasn't happened yet. I'm like, stop the wicked chatter. She's like, okay. <laughs> Um, but like, even when I was a kid and I don't, I don't know how, what your coping mechanism as a kid, but even as a kid, my coping mechanism for this was like Peter Pan for some reason, like Peter Pan and like Tinkerbell was like, my thing. Like, I wish I could fly and all of those things. And so yeah. whenever I would have a bad dream, that's what I would think about. So I even teach my kids, you have to have a go-to happy place of like, how am I going to get out of this wicked chatter? Your go-to uh, happy place, which then kind of goes down the affirmation, you know, um, channel, but yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's all relative, but I think that's a good way to describe it to kids. Like how you were saying, you know, um, earlier on in the episode, affirmations, affirmations for children. I'm like, I love that. And that, you know, explaining to them what an affirmation is that might be challenging, but what's your go-to happy place? What are the things you tell yourself? So that's, I like, I like how you're framing that up and simplifying that because I'm like, well, I'm going to write that down and apply that to my, my life with my kids. Well, okay. So I don't know if it's exactly my happy place. I think I'm happy Gilmore in that situation, but, um, like I, my, one of my go-to affirmations that I started with when I went back from the marathon, um, was I will be rich, filthy, rich. The reason why that existed then and why I feel it's relative to me now is because for me, money means freedom and time with my kids. Yeah. That's how I relate it. And that's what fires me up and pumps me up to keep going. So yeah. like, I kind of think of that and then I go again to like vacations, to pool times, to, but not just escaping more of like shutting off and being yes. in it, being in it, which is really important. And I think when I think of the self-awareness um, and I've got slapped a bit by even my kids in Lincoln recently, they're like, you're on your phone again. And I'm like, and, and in my mind, I'm like, it's work. You guys, it's not, I'm not on any social media. It's not like I'm texting friends. I'm not, it's, it's work, but it's like, it doesn't matter. I'm still on my phone. And it's, it's funny. I don't know about you, but like when you're at the park and you're seeing all these parents on your phone, I almost want to wear a shirt or a hat or something that says I'm working bitches. Like I'm not, I'm not socializing. I'm working, you know, anyways, yeah. again, my, you're your own insecurity, right? Yeah. But, it's like, keep scrolling. I'm, I'm actually like making business deals. You guys keep scrolling through social media, <laughs> you know, I, but I I'm with you. It's the same for me. It doesn't, if you're on your phone, your kids don't know. They don't know if it's for work. They don't know if it's social media. They don't care. Yeah. It's, it's, 
Yeah. So that positions us nicely for number eight. Watch your stress levels. So obviously everyone gets stressed from time to time. Um, some people get overwhelmed by stress and let it impact their resilience. Others are highly tuned to recognize when they are becoming stressed and do something about it. So just always aim to identify how you feel and act when you're stressed and what helps you de-stress so that you can catch yourself before you spiral. Boom. Oh, bam. Woo. I feel like this could be its own episode. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple minutes left. Um, oh my goodness. So stress. So this is crazy. Um, I read recently. So back in the day when they were like, obviously cancer is such a huge, awful yeah. beast, right? Um, when we get into that, but they always thought that it was because of our food and it may be right. It might be the chemicals in our food, who knows, but they've actually said that it's more um, tied to stress. And I think that's super interesting and that scares the shit out of me. So when I'm stressed, I would love to hear what happens with you, but when I'm stressed, I'm always like, Hey, I'm cool as a cucumber until my left eye starts twitching. Right. <laughs> and then, which totally happens. It'll happen for like two to three days and I'll try it. And then now I'm good to be like, okay, what just caused that stress? But then um, now it's almost like I've been operating so well in stress for so long that it's just kind of a, maybe a norm and I don't even have signals anymore. So I try to like feel that. And so now it's more like of a, an anxiety thing. So I'm dealing with that internally myself, but I would love to know how you know it and then how you correct it. Yeah. I think, like I said, I really, I know myself really, really well in the sense I've been working from home for a while, even before it was a thing. And that was really hard at first. And there's so much stress and anxiety and just there's a lot that comes with that because you're, I feel like it's true. What everyone says, you never really unplug. You're always mm -hmm. on, you always are accessible. And so I know whenever I, I exactly what I just said, like know before you're about to spiral, I know when I'm about to spiral and I know what I need to do before that happens. I'm like really, because it has happened. I've experienced it so many times that I, I'm like, okay, I see where this path is going. And if mm -hmm. I don't do this, if I don't get out of the house, if I don't take a day and truly unplug from work, um, you know, I'll be honest last week, I was extremely stressed for no particular reason. It's just build up. Just, mm -hmm. I, I was just stressed. And then I took the weekend, spent time with my kids. We were at the water park. So I awesome. left my phone in the room. And I was just like, oh, I love that Fuck the phone. I don't care like what comes through. And I felt so better um, by the time. Well, we talked on Tuesday. You know how I was mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. like I, we were, we had one of the best conversations we've ever had in our, yeah. our time working together because I just felt refreshed. Like I know I've spiraled enough. I'll be honest. I've spiraled enough to know when it's coming and what I need to do to fix it. And it depends on what kind of spiral it is. If it's a stir crazy spiral, if it's a stress spiral, like mm -hmm. I can spot the signs in myself because I have spiraled before. Um, and I know what corrects it for me. So, um, I think unplugging in all things, social media work, whatever it is that is making you stress, unplug from it for a day, for a week. Everybody says take vacation. It really is true. You know, it's unplug. true. Yeah. We're actually here starting, you know, we're here going to um, be paying attention to how much PTO people take, not because we're tracking how long they actually are, yeah. are gone from work, but it's because we want to make sure they're actually taking it, uh, which is so important. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to flip the switch and I know we're kind of at time, but I have to just ask that on the other side of the coin, how do you deal, how do we deal with yourself or deal with employees um, that perhaps take advantage of taking the time off due to stress? Like, how do you manage someone with their stress at work and being like, it's not that bad. Like, I, I guess, how do we help with people's coping mechanisms? That's, that's, that's the question. Well, I think that goes back to self-awareness. Like, do they even know 
that it's happening? Because that's kind right, of one so of those things. Like we can help you, but help us help you. Do you even know? Is there the self awareness to know? Hey, I'm stressed or I've got anxiety. Like you said, this was new for you. Later in life, you mm -hmm. developed anxiety. That may have felt different for you and so to actually say that out loud and then people that have struggled with it their whole lives like myself could help somebody with here's how i overcome anxiety in this situation this one but i think it's the first step is always admitting that it's a problem for you that it's at mm -hmm. a point for you i think that's it's really hard to help people when they don't recognize that they are stressed or they're starting to spiral but you see that they're starting to spiral so then would you say something so as a leader because I, I i imagine there's lots of leaders listening to this one is like how do you help your people would you say to someone hey i think you're at your breaking point or hey i've noticed xyz like how would you deal with that yeah i literally said that yesterday to somebody take a day oh, take, take a day. week you you need to take some time come back your mm -hmm. your fresh self but you need to take some time and taking time doesn't mean just not sitting at your computer turn your notifications off, delete mm -hmm. Slack, delete your emails from your phone, whatever you have to do, but you need to unplug from work. Um, and my advice to them was literally don't talk to anybody at work because what you talk to them about is work. So that's not really unplugging. So even if mm -hmm. you're technically off, if you're not actually unplugging and you're still talking about work the whole time, you're on vacation or checking emails, you will not come back refresh. You will not reset your mind. You're still yeah. gonna stay in that funk. So I, yes, I've absolutely said, I think it's just have the conversation. Awesome. Woo. This was great. And again, I, I feel like we should have made this almost three parts, but we'll, we'll take little tidbits of this, I think, and just like branch off into other episodes because the resiliency part of work and at home are so important and people need to realize that it's one and the same. Yeah, that's absolutely. The, that's the important part. Yeah. And so to leave us with our broke to boss tip for today is just make a point of noticing what you tell yourself to get an early warning sign that resilience mm -hmm. is low. So that's, oh, again, it goes that. back to self-awareness. What are you telling yourself? So I think a lot of our listeners will get some tips from that of like, okay, that's an actually an indication that my resilience is low. What I've, my mind, like what I've been telling myself, like Huge. fill your tank up. Fill the tank. Oh my God. You just gave me the chills. I love this. Oh my God. Thank you guys for, for listening. I know we've been getting some reviews lately and that's just super cool. Like it motivates the crap out of us, right? It keeps us. We resilient. love it. <laughs> yes, it does. And it keeps us going. It gets us excited to do this podcast. So yes, please keep listening. As we always say, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. Any episodes, topics you want us to discuss or anything you really liked, we'd love to hear from you. So thanks for Absolutely. listening. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next Tuesday.